Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is January 26, 2020. One of these days we're going to remember for a long, long time. God damn, Dave. Uh, it's, it's funny thinking about this show because I was looking at a guy on social media. And it may have even been early this morning. I was up early and then I crashed back out. There's a guy on social media just complaining about what Fernando Tatis Jr. is doing on Instagram. And he's dragging in Agler and Mud and Junior and all, oh, this guy's all about the money. And I really thought tonight that would be where we were going. Yeah. And uh, this morning, I was with my sons, and probably all of us. I think you had it. I think you had it on. I don't follow TMZ. Yeah, well, yeah, I had it before. It was uh, Go ahead, I'll let you finish what you're saying, and I'll, but, I'll tell you how I found out. But I was told the news of the day, and I, I sincerely can't remember a celebrity passing away. I've, with friends and family, yes. But with a celebrity passing away where you go, no, 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 please, no. Just tell me that's not true, no. And look, I'm not a Laker fan. But it just, I'm telling you, there is, you hear from people, you know, I have close friends in Toronto, I have close friends everywhere that are are talking about, this is a huge story. But I think for us in Southern California, because there are so many Laker fans here, and whether we want to admit we like LA or our close proximity to LA, man, we're in the shadow of LA. And... He, Kobe Bryant has just been a guy that I, I just feel like if I was watching the team, I wasn't watching the Clippers. I was watching the Lakers and, and what he did. And then as a parent, Dave, to see the, the clips of he and his 13 year old daughter, my sons are 12, man. Yeah. I know what that relationship is. And uh, the story was bad. And then it just got worse. And it's just been a day that, like you said, I, I think a lot of us will be, man trying to remember, trying to forget. I'm not sure what the day, how you want to describe it, but we'll be feeling it for a long, long time. You know, very strange the way the weather has been in Southern California the Mm -hmm. last few days. We've all seen fog. I mean, all of us have driven at night where you're going through Del Mar around the 805-5 merge, and you see fog, and you're like, man, this is about as thick as I can remember. I can barely see in front of me. Yesterday morning, I get up, and I have to be at Del Norte High School to coach a game, and I have to be there at 9.30 in the morning. So by this time... It's uh, it, it's it's kind of in between uh the 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 fifteen and the eight oh five. It, it's kind of it's a forest ranch area. Oh, okay, okay, got it here. So um, if you're if for me, it was a, you know basically uh, fifteen north exit uh, twenty two. If you go right, you're Rancho Bernardo High School. Mm-hmm. You go left, you go into that community. Really nice area. Anyway. So Friday night, I'm coming back from visiting uh, Gavin, Alan, and Amy's child in the hospital, and the fog was crazy from La Mesa. Yeah. And I'm coming back. Man, I guess, well, I've seen this before. Well, you can barely see. Well, next morning as I'm driving to Del Norte High School, you realize on that toll road where we, where I am, that 125, how many cars at night drove off the road? There, Whoa. There are tire marks all through the grass, all over the place. People got lost in the fog and drove right off the freeway, you know? Yeah. 
And so I said to Rita, just happened to be with me because we're heading to L.A. right after the game. And I go, man, this is crazy how much fog there is right now at this time of yeah. day. And we we go to L.A., the whole deal. I, we'll, uh, we'll get more into that. I told you I went to a friend's party last night in Los Angeles, closer to downtown. And we get up to say, I said, let's get out of here early. I want to be back in San Diego. I don't want to spend time in traffic. Well, we're in the car around the same time that Kobe Bryant's helicopter accident happens. And I say to Rita, I said, there is so much freaking fog the last couple of days. It yeah. is really hard to drive. You know, think about airplanes or helicopters, anything else. You're just thinking, hey, for us on the 405 right here, you really got to watch what's happening. And we're down on the ground. Yeah. And then so we make it back to San Diego, whatever, hour and a half. We make it back. No traffic. Um, Josh and I are talking. My wife is talking with us. And I, I go upstairs and he says, I hear him yell to me, Dad, Kobe Bryant died. And I go, where did you get that? And he, none of them are verified. Right. And I said, don't say shit. You yeah. know, you're kind of in the news business now working at Channel <laughs> yeah. 8. Don't fucking tweet anything out. Don't say anything. Make sure you see it across the, the television or a better source. Well, th five minutes later, hey, it's verified all over. Still, ESPN's not reporting it. No one's right. reporting it. I get a call from my sister in Africa. Kobe Bryant died. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And I'm like, she's not even a sports fan. How the hell does she know? Yeah. Well, then, of course, you're just hoping at that point. Say it's not true. Say it's not true. Say it's not true. Woj is the fucking devil. I'm telling yeah. you right now. Woj gets every trade. He goes, well, he must know a lot of people. How the fuck's he the first one to confirm Kobe died? You know, Woj knows everything. He confirms it that Kobe dies. And TMZ had it, though. TMZ had it also. TMZ had his daughter and, and everybody speculating all this stuff. It, it was horrible. Um, absolutely terrible, terrible news. So so I know a lot of people are saying, in, in media especially, it's better to be right than to be first. And when you're talking about a situation like this, where arguably he's the most famous star in Los Angeles. That goes for actor. That goes for athlete. He's the most famous guy. And right now, more famous than Magic. Magic held that title forever. Yeah, Kobe's that guy. you know. And you look at the guys who play in the NBA today, they don't talk about Jordan because they never saw Jordan. They talk about yeah. Kobe. Right. And so, yeah, you and I saw Jordan. We know Jordan was something else. But for those guys that currently play, Kobe was that guy they look up to. It was it was devastating and sad and everything else. And then when you find out it was in a helicopter, and you're like, why? Why would you fucking go up in a helicopter? And if you know the area where that helicopter crashed, mm -hmm. you know it is filled with mountain after mountain or hill after yeah. hill. And, and, and then you hear the people saying, well, they heard the helicopter sputtering. Kobe owned the helicopter. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if it was sputtering because the guy was lost in the fog and didn't want to hit, hit a mountain or whatever. I'm sure all that will come out. But it's it's so freaking tragic. You know, yeah. here he is 41 years old. One daughter dies. He loses three daughters behind, a wife that's 37. And you just shake your head and you just can't believe it. I mean, all day long, it feels well, like a punch in the chest. He owned it. He used it a lot. They had been up there yesterday at a tournament, and I was listening to Fox Radio coming in. And they said that the helicopter had been seen above the five and kind of going in through Malibu and Glendale and a lot of those areas as he was trying to deal with it. But Dave, he used it so often. He was very comfortable yeah. with it as a mode of transportation. Yeah. And for me, I remember a day and my sons had to be incredibly young, but we were in LA and we saw his helicopter fly in and it was cool. It was cool, man. That was a cool thing that Kobe had a helicopter and he could come from Newport Beach to Staples Center 
And I remember hearing him talk about it and saying it allows me a lot more time with my family. Yeah. Because I don't have to leave at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I can leave at 3 or 4, and, yeah. uh, and those hours matter to me. But, yeah, when I heard it today, your heart just sinks. And I remember when he was drafted. I remember when he was drafted, I was working at KFMB. I was producing. I remember the night the, the trade was made uh, for Vlade. Yep. But I remember one of the next couple of days, either a couple of days going into the draft, but I believe it was a couple of days after the draft. And uh, I feel like texting Hartman about this and because I know Steve was on Fox today, but he was on, and I, I don't know, I it could have been he and Chet at that time. I'm not yeah. sure in 96 who it, he was doing. Yeah, it was. With. That's when Chet died. But they had Sonny Vaccaro on. Yep. And there had been questions, and I don't know why Larry Brown's head keeps popping into my name, keeps popping in, but I remember Sonny Vaccaro, somebody had questioned Kobe's ability to play in the NBA. Now, I'm not saying it was Larry Brown, but for some reason, I just I think of him when I think of this story. And I remember Sonny Vaccaro, who I'm not a fan of at all, saying, I will risk my entire reputation, anything I have done in basketball, that Kobe Bryant's going to be an impact player in this league. And I just remember hearing that. It always stuck with me. I know we've yeah. talked about it in, in different years, but I I didn't know anything about him as a high school player, but I just remember with the passion that Sonny said, I'll put my entire career on the line that Kobe Bryant's going to be an impact player in, in the NBA. And man, wasn't he? And... Just like, uh, I just... One of the things, you you said something interesting, I thought, about when Jerry West traded Vladi Divac's form. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, remember, the NBA was still a center-driven league. Yeah. If you had one, it was a big deal. Well, the best centers in the West at that time were Akeem, Mm -hmm. were David Robinson, and Vladi. Yeah. You just traded one of the top three guys, and no one else had him. Great passing center, too. You just traded one of your best players for a high school kid. And you're yeah. going at the time was 17. Yeah. And you go, well, fuck, Jerry, what are you doing? Like, you're that sure that you're going to trade first? He was. He knew and, it. And he told guys on the Lakers, he is the future best Laker of all time. I mean, yeah. Jerry, if you saw him today, Jerry was just crushed. He goes, I yeah. felt like my son died. Yeah. Incredibly close. Yes. Those two guys. Do you remember when they won their first championship? Yeah. Kobe came out wearing Jerry West jersey. Yeah. I mean, it's just, man, Dave, I, I tell you, it's it's just one of those days where you just see everything. I mean, I was watching uh, Jason Williams and James Worthy and just so many different people that had been impacted by him directly. And listening to guys today, it's just it's heartbreaking. Man, the whole thing is just its incredibly heartbreaking. It's incredibly sad. I'll actually be at Staples Center on Saturday for the Wolves Clipper game yeah. with my sons and uh and man, it's just uh I know the Grammys were in there tonight. I know they had the eight and twenty four illuminated for the show. But I just the the thing that I was thinking about today driving down is when you go and I've been there a lot, are the statues out front. Yeah. And the statues out front, 
Gretzky's there and Robitaille's there. Chick's there, which is great. Magic Kareem and Worthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think Worthy has one as well. But I feel like, but Magic and Kareem are there. Jerry West is there. But Shaq is there. And I just remember thinking like, man, it's weird. Like he's been out since 2016. Yep. Like, where's the statue? Like, how come it hasn't been built? But I heard something tonight on Fox that I thought was pretty cool. And it wouldn't shock me if the Lakers did it. You've seen a bunch of pictures of Kobe with his daughter. And they said, man, wouldn't it be incredibly fitting if the Lakers honored both of them in the statue? Because you go, man, that's probably what Kobe would want. That exactly right. And I don't know, Dave. I mean, you've, you've... sadly been through this um when a parent loses a child it's the thing i was thinking about today was he goes with his daughter yes and his 13 year old daughter goes with her dad and i don't know if you find any comfort in that at all that they don't go wherever we all go alone that they have each other and they can make that journey together, but that's a conversation for a different day. I just think right now, man, the the impact is unbelievable. And I, I don't know. Uh, we'll remember this day for a long, long time. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's funny. People keep asking me today, what is your one Kobe memory? I go, well, you, you remember the 81 points, and you yep. remember this and that. It's funny, right now we're – have the Laker channel on, and they're showing uh, Kobe's top 10 moments in Kobe's voice. Kobe's picking the top 10 moments. Yeah. And there's so many different things that you, you think of Kobe Bryant. Um, I like at the end, Kobe was a great dad. Yeah. At, the, at the end, Kobe was not one of those guys that just went and played golf or you never saw him with his kids. And we know right. there are pro athletes who have a hard time making the transition from being an athlete to go ahead and and uh, you know being a parent and everything else, and he really embraced it. He bragged to everybody that his daughter who passed away with him was uh, an outstanding basketball player, and she was going to be great wherever she was. And he would tell all these NBA guys, "What do you see my daughter one day?" Yeah. He was so proud. So she, so he had four daughters. She was the second one, not the oldest one, and he had another baby that was born just last June, who will never have known him. And so it's it, it has to be, I mean, so devastating when you lose a family member. I mean, here you go. You talk about how money doesn't mean shit. I mean, here's yeah, a guy right? that's worth almost a billion dollars, and you're telling me that his wife and daughters wouldn't throw all that money back yeah. to have you know their sister and father back. It's the, it's sad as can be. A real quick Kobe Bryant story just on, on my end because it's different than I think what a lot of people have. Kobe and I weren't friends. I don't want to – I'm not – trying to put myself in the story and saying we're friends. I'm just saying my connection to a lifelong Laker fan. Always been a Laker fan. Um, it's funny. It's the one team that my two sons and myself, we all agreed on. We, yeah. we root for the same that team. That is funny, yeah. Josh is a Padre fan. Jake was a Dodger fan. Josh is a Charger fan. Jake was a Raider fan. And we, they would go at it all the time. But when it came to the Lakers, we were all in. And we're all yeah. in on Kobe Bryant. There's a sign right behind Jeff's head above my door says, number eight, Kobe Bryant court. You know, and – we, we loved Kobe in this house. Well, when I covered the Lakers, when I first started covering them, they weren't very good. They had, like, you know, Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones, and they, they weren't a very good team. And they get Kobe that first before they go ahead and sign Shaq. But it's the same year, but Kobe was the first one. And so I was, I think, 23, 24 years old. Hmm. 
Kobe's young guy. Well, I was the youngest guy in the media. He was the youngest guy in the Lakers. We just kind of talked to each other every day. Again, yeah. I'm not going to say we're friends. We didn't hang out. Yeah. If I saw Kobe yesterday, Kobe wouldn't remember and come give me a hug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at that time, at that time in his life, that time in my life, we saw each other every day. I was the second media guy at the forum every day. I was the only guy that beat me there was Chick Hearn. Oh wow! It would be Chick. It would be me. Two o'clock in the afternoon. You else? What, you know who else was there at two every day? It was Kobe? Yeah. Only guy. It was kind of reminding you of Tony Gwynn. Right. And Trevor Hoffman. Trevor. You'd get early, and those two guys were always there. And Kobe was was always um, always there doing uh, doing his thing, and so it was cool as can be. Um, so you watch him and how much he, he had a desire to be great. He was always this way. Even when they went yeah. to Staples, he was that way. It never changed. His work ethic was was unbelievable. But for me, I, I thought the guy was immediately the smartest guy on the team. He spoke three languages. Right. I mean, dude, I speak one pretty well, bad. Well, you saw it with uh, Luca a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Where Luca stops in the middle of the game and shakes his hand. Yeah. Because he's talking to him. And Luca's like, who's doing that? Yeah. It's him. It's, a, it's really it, it's something else. So... Anyway, we were fans, and uh, just like so many other people, and what a competitor. But overall, I think for on this show especially, we've talked so much about death. As I started uh, playing the music, I was thinking of CS, actually. Yeah. We talked about CS, and we talked about other deaths that have affected us. For everyone in San Diego, Tony Gwynn hurts. Junior Seau was, a, was a shocker. I was with you when we found out about Junior. Yep. And I'm thinking in my mind when I think of athletes, and you and I aren't old enough, I'm thinking right now the devastation we feel now is what most people felt with Roberto Clemente. Yeah, I heard. Um, oh my gosh, who was it today? Uh, uh, I know uh, William Roden. Yeah. Did you see that this morning when no, he no. he said he used that exact analogy, Dave? He talked about the way he felt with Roberto Clemente, and you just I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. It just Things impact you, and and this one just uh, it just felt like everybody when you when you saw it the the feeling was immediate, and it was just such a slam. And I was really glad that my sons were with me today because I yeah. spent the entire day till twenty minutes ago with my sons. We just hung out, watched Royal Rumble tonight. <laughs> we laughed at all that crazy shit tonight. But, you know, uh, I just, they're told every day they're loved. Yeah. Every phone call ends with them saying it to me and me saying it to them because we literally don't know when the, tomorrow's not a given. Yeah. And anything could happen at any time. And it's just, man, they they know. But it's just, I think, Dave, that, that might have been the thing. I don't, I, I think it hit me harder tonight as a parent and a parent of two 12 year olds that have seen that picture of him with his 13 year old daughter, just the one from a couple of weeks ago at the, yeah. at the Nets game. But when we go to games, it's one of my favorite things is that you just sit there and you put your arm around the back of the chair and you're talking with them and the whole thing. Yeah. My son, Jack, is getting taller by the minute. And I don't know right now. He, he feels like he might be 5'4 or 5'5, five, five, but he, to me, looks like he's about 5'9. Yeah, it's going through a crazy growth spurt. Right. And it's it's really crazy to me. 
Um, but we will be walking and there are times when he just reaches out and still grabs my hand and man, I take it every time I take it every time. Cause there's going to be a day we all know it as a parent when it changes, but that to me today is what impacts me the most. And, and Ed Graney wrote a beautiful column in the review journal that, that I retweeted out tonight. And he said, man, you never know the love of a parent until you become one. Yeah. And he said, once you become one, you get it. And my kids and I, I was sharing the story with them the other day. And I don't know if we touch on on the show, but uh, I don't know. And I was saying, when I got out of high school and I, I went to Palomar, I went to Palomar for a couple of days and it, it just sucked. And nothing against Palomar College, it just wasn't for me. But I had the opportunity to go to London, to go to London and, and live with my dad. And... The only thing I had at that time was a motorcycle. So my mom had to drive me to LAX from San Diego. Well, I think my mom started crying by Carlsbad. But because I wasn't a parent and because I was 18 at the time, I just yelled at her. <laughs> you asshole. I was like, shut up. You were like wrecking this for me. God, should take the bus. She's crying. Jesus. So my sons find this hysterical, right? Dude, you're such a dick. What is wrong <laughs> oh, with right? you? Wait a minute. I, I mean, you talk about all the time on the show how you didn't have a relationship with your dad till you're 16. Yeah. Two years later, you told your mom to fuck off. I'm moving to London. I'm out. And stop crying about it. Stop crying. Keep Jesus. in mind, Dave, I had a broken foot. She told me to walk on it. She told me a torn ACL was sprained. And my son's other story is when I was six... For some reason, she planned a birthday party at Farrell's, which I fucking hated. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that the score is four to one. Well, I did crank call her and ask her what she was doing later. That's so right. That was kind of creepy. <laughs> but <laughs> my mom's amazing. I like I tell these stories about her. She's the greatest. She's absolutely the greatest. But I, my sons were dying. I was saying to him the other day. I just I was so pissed at her. Yeah. Shut up. What's the matter with you? Uh, just, uh, how? When are you coming back? Well, not tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck. No, I should have had Cheech drive me. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, but I was saying to my sons the other day, the tagline to that story is, you know, my buddy just had his son move to L.A. Yeah. Uh, you had you had Josh move to Alabama. I, I said to these guys, I go, if you move to Santa Barbara, I'm going to be a wreck. Yes. But don't tell your grandmother that. <laughs> and I moved to London. And it's just, man, <laughs> I get it. Dave, you get it. I saw our friend Alan Seeson yesterday. It was great to see him having his kid's birthday party at the park where I had really? it for you, my you kid at Aztec oh, that's Park. that's cool. And, uh yeah, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I think it should be more of a shock for the people that don't embrace being a parent than people should be shocked that we do. And that to me, man, NBA player, everything, helicopter, the whole deal. But I just, I think about he and his daughter. Yeah. And I just, you know, I heard somebody on uh, 710 today. Wondering what the final moments were like. I was like, "Holy well, shit!" I was like, "I don't, I don't have to worry about yeah. that. Nobody else should." Let's think about how he lived 
uh, in this community, the impact he made. But I, I just think about the family. Man, I saw, and then just one other thing. There was a, uh, there's a woman, I believe her name was Christine Maurer, and she's a basketball coach. Yeah. And she was on the helicopter, too. And her husband, his Facebook page is open, and he was sharing just a couple of days ago about a team that Kobe and his wife at the academy yeah. head coach, and we're doing great. My friend Erica Lee, who I lost to suicide coming up on a year ago, had great connections at the Mamba Academy and yeah. was telling me, hey, look, we're going to be doing a lot of events at the Mamba Academy. And so while I've never been there in Thousand Oaks, she talked about it, and she'd been there a lot, sent pictures and said, man, you're going to love this place. It's really cool what they're doing for kids and uh, man, I just I think about Dave, those kids that were sitting there waiting for him to to make it today, yeah. and everybody, so many impacted. Just a terrible, terrible day. You know, uh, and, and as there are some people who might look at this a couple different ways. First of all, we understand there are nine people on this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, every life's important, not not one more than the other. We under, we understand that. The difference is Kobe was on TV. His job right. was in front of thousands, if not millions, of people all the time. So nothing against the other eight people besides Kobe. You can understand why the conversation centers around Kobe. So it's it's like we you and I used to do shows and we talk about contracts and money and people say, Well I bust my ass, you know, twelve hours a day. Well there's not yeah. a TV camera on you working at your cubicle. Yeah. It, you know, no offense, but he was doing something that most people couldn't do and that's what made it entertainment. And that's what basketball is. It's right. entertainment. So yeah. We aren't ignoring it. I know there's a lot of people that freak out. John Antebelli, who was a big-time baseball coach at Orange Coast College, his wife was on that plane. His daughter was on that plane. He has a son who's a scout with the Boston Red Sox. They have another daughter. Well, guess what? The, that son and daughter both lost their mom, their dad, and, and a sister. We aren't overlooking that. But some of these messages on, on Twitter, I think, I don't understand the, the moment or why the attention's to one person. Yeah, I... I- it's crazy Look, to me. I, I saw, you know, Steve Woods all of a sudden, fucking guy two years ago was playing Smashing Pumpkins records, and all of a sudden now he's uh, the voice of reason. If that doesn't tell you this fucking town's out of control, I don't know what does. <laughs> Steve is the voice of reason. Yeah. People in this town think, I've got to go to Woods. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, he's the voice of reason. Whatever he says, go. Nobody hates Woods. Let me ask you, let me ask you this right here, okay? Let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, if you and I drive to Peoria, yes, we drive to Peoria. We have a couple of responsibilities down there. Yeah, we're going to participate in Padre Fantasy Camp. Okay. Yeah. What's the other thing we're going to do? Going to do a show. Exactly right. Now at the end of uh, a a really fun week, and I loved everything that that came out of Peoria. They were great pictures. You and I, we're, we got to drive back. Yeah. And now you're looking at a few things. Now, let's go through the checklist, Dave, before we pull out of town. What are some of the things that we need to make sure are in the trunk? Well, I'm bringing, uh, obviously, I'm bringing my, my, everything I brought with me, basically, including the Padre stuff that they gave me. I'm bringing everything, everything I brought right. with me, you bring back. That's how you travel. Okay, but now, like, what what would be, I got, yeah, the Padre stuff, you want to keep souvenirs yes. and all that fun stuff. Exactly. Now. As you're arranging things in the trunk, right? Yeah. 
I, I'm always a believer, throw the biggest stuff in and work everything else yeah, around it. Of what, do you, what do you figure the Oh, it's big, that radio equipment's not, well, that, that's, not easy. I'm sorry, Dave, which one? Well, what are you saying? No, tell me. The again. radio equipment, 100%. It's the most important thing. You went there for a work, work trip. That's yeah. expensive stuff. Well, oh, no. What are you saying? Yeah. Did you hear this story? No. What are you talking about? Dave. Uh, I'm not shit. mentioning names, but it rhymes with Paul oh, and it rhymes with Woods. Don't tell me they lost. They left the station equipment. Yeah. Did they put it on the car and drove off with it on the car? They just leave they, it at the facility. They just left it at the facility. Oh, shit. oh, okay. We'll just pick this up for you guys. Oh, they put it on Padres Hall of Famer Randy Jones to drive it back. Oh, Jesus. So I, I tweet out. Hey, did you guys forget anything with a picture of radio Oh, equipment? no way. And I get a text message almost immediately from both of them. Hey, you fucker. We almost had it resolved without our boss knowing. <laughs> so I took the tweet that, down. Oh, that's too bad. Because I knew it. I was like, well, why am I giving away the good shit now? Yeah, that's fantastic. They left the fucking ra- How do you leave radio equipment back there? Neither one of them. With their 10-cent brain couldn't figure out that, hey, you know what? Maybe this is the most important thing we brought with us. They are that scene in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Where the fucking chicks show up in the bikinis. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're looking for a couple of local guys. Well, you're in luck. The town's right there. Oh, wait a minute. Can't believe what we just did. The town's that way. Um, yeah, he gets into this long. Okay, if they made it back and their bosses found out, who gets in trouble, Woods or Paul? <laughs> Paul. Paul. Yeah, Woods is the talent. Paul, that's on you, asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Oh, shit. I laughed my ass off at that. But I did take it down. But, yeah, they left there. And then, uh, but tonight, yes, I, this is why I like social media, why you just, I, I had this conversation with Alan yesterday and David, you were, you were kind of alluding to it. I said to my man, I go, but it feels like you're in and out on social media. Is everything cool? He goes, yeah, I'm great. My family's great. But he said, sometimes it just wears me out. The yeah. Negativity. And I said, you just have to mute people out. And there was a guy that got into some long debate today with Steve about the impact of Kobe's death. Yeah. Look, if some fucking fuckhead is going to go like, oh, this is done. Just mute that fucker. Yeah. He's got 87 people that follow him. Why are you even giving him the time of day? Just mute that guy. And say, you don't matter. But then people are telling this guy, boy, I feel sorry for your son. Don't bring my kid into it. And then you're like, oh, my God. Right? Where you go. And then we have the guy, right? Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil Woods. Phil Jackson Woods. Hey, listen. People grieve in different ways. I'm like, I don't need to read any more of this shit. (laughs) Fucking guy. And then that was the first thing. And then the other two most clueless fucks in town are Mark Grant and Don Orsillo. Yes. So in the middle of everything going on and 
my God, somebody today, and you mentioned it, people can get incredibly careless on social media. And boy, people were just throwing out that all of Kobe's daughters were on the helicopter. Yes. And Rick Fox was on the helicopter. And I mean, just terrible things. It's a terrible thing to do. And right in the middle of everything, while you're trying to figure it all out, and the news had been out for about 15 minutes. Yeah. Here comes a tweet from Orsillo. Hey, congratulations to the Mudfish who won the Peoria Fantasy League Championship. Well, that was three days yes. ago. Right now, Don? Now, Don. Now's the time? We need to go around this? And then Mud's like, well, thank you, Don. Maybe we can have dinner when we get to Peoria. Hey, maybe you could take this conversation yes. offline, guys, okay? <laughs> Did you write it? That would have been great. Did you write it? No. That would have been the funniest fucking thing. And maybe you guys could take this conversation offline. Yeah, we're grieving here today. All right? Can, yeah. <laughs> Two most just fucking dumb as shit. And immediately... Paul and Woods give the horns. They, they, I thought they were the dumbest guys for leaving yeah. nine boxes of radio equipment behind. Shit. They at least laid low in the woods. Good. Hey, you know what? Congratulations on winning that. Hey, thanks, Don. It was a great win for my team on Thursday. Really means uh, maybe we can have dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck is going on here? What the fuck is going on? So, this is why I'm an uh, asshole. That's why Jerry Remy didn't want to work with them anymore. Right. We want Mookie Betts to come yeah. to this town. Yeah, let's focus, fuckface. Those two slap dicks. And I do have an apology to make. Oh, this. really? Go ahead. Mike Costa wrote a very nice thing to us today. And he said, uh, he said, hey, you know, this is. I've had a lump in my throat. I was in Newport Beach, and I know we're Kobe, and it's just it's terrible, and I love you guys. And uh, I said, hey, Mike, I appreciate that. And I Mike posted shoes the other day that Meg got him. Yeah. And they look like the shoes that uh, probably Lou Palmer, original ESPN sports <laughs> anchor, would wear. Were they white? They were white, oh, and they boy. had a silver stripe and, oh, a, awesome. and a black stripe, and they had a big LV on the side. And he said, man, look at these shoes I got from Meg. It's awesome. Great time for the Raiders. Keep in mind, Mike was there in Oakland with me a couple weeks ago. Mike has no feeling for yes. those people at all. And so today when Mike said, hey, just want to remind you guys, I love you guys. Thank you. I said, Mike, thank you very much. By the way, Captain from Captain and Tanil called and he said, Great job on those Raider shoes. And he goes, Not now. I said, Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then tonight he wrote me back and said, God, it just has been one of those days, hasn't it? And I said, It has. I'm extremely sorry for everybody involved. And by the way, Mike, Neil Sedaka called me wondering where you got those Raider shoes. And I told him, Not tonight, Neil, not tonight. He didn't like that one either. So my apologies to Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, you completely ratted me out last week. Of course I did. On Costa when he got his ass kicked in the ratings. And I and said, like, good. Good. And then he, he wouldn't have known because Meg no. wouldn't let him pay the $5 He didn't Patreon. even acknowledge that. 
And then uh, you rap me out. Now he's pissed. Okay. But so the shit I write to Mike on Twitter, most of the times it's to make Jeff laugh. Like if Jeff got rid of Twitter, I probably would never write to Mike again. (laughs) So here's what Mike wrote five hours ago. Okay. As we do this show. And I don't think you saw it. It cracked me up though. He goes, have been a Laguna in Newport Beach since Friday. People here are walking around like zombies today. Once the news spread, lots of tears and blank stares. One of the kids who would serve us at the Pelican Hill, our server for lunch, couldn't speak. It was so very, very sad. So I wrote back, thanks, Mike. Jeff always said, you're you're the voice of the common man. Thanks for letting us know what's going down on the streets. At Pelican Hill. Yeah, this fucking guy. What the fuck? Who the fuck goes to the Pelican Hill Club? This guy does in his yacht club. Yeah. Sack of shit. Who's he there with? Corey Feldman? Yeah, what the fuck's this deal? Harry and Megan? Who are you relating to and how many fucking things are you going to drop? <laughs> right? Jesus. I was in Newport. Yeah. Don Arcillo's like, stay focused, asshole. <laughs> fucking guy. God. Jesus, man. All right, so here's the craziest thing I got today, right away, when, right. when Kobe dies. Hey, you think his wife's going to remarry? Oh, God. And I go, dude, she's 37. And I'm thinking, I didn't answer, but I'm thinking probably. But then at the same time, I'm thinking this. Yeah. Let's keep her away from Derek Fisher. That's his thing, right? Right. Two, Carl Malone. Remember Carl Malone fucking hit on her? Oh, my God. And Kobe and shit got all pissed off. He called her, hey, you're looking good, little cowgirl. Remember that shit? And it broke up their friendship. As uh, the the Southern California police, let's sit there and make sure Derek Fisher and Carl Malone stay the fuck away from Vanessa. Yeah, that's uh, disgusting. I don't even have an answer to okay, that. Okay, here we go. I think about shit like this, too. All right. Kobe, when they do the funeral for Kobe, uh huh. Staples is too small. I think they'd fill up the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl for Kobe. Damn. Damn. I think it'll be at Staples. I think it'll be at Staples, too, but it's only 17,000, right? Yeah. Or maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, you'll have it out in the plaza, too. That's the right place I mean, you to could have do it. it. But, you but, could do it at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, you could you could do it at Dodger Stadium. But I think, I mean, man, it's it's huge. Um, yeah. Anyway, it, by the way, you you mentioned statues in front of Staples. I got it right here for you. There is no there is no James Worthy. The ones they have are Wayne Gretzky, okay, Magic, yep. Oscar De La Hoya, Chick Hearn, Jerry West, Kareem, Luke Robitaille, Shaq, Bob Miller, uh, Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. Okay. That's it. But no, so far, no worthy, no uh, no Kobe. And Kobe's going to the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, man. You know, it's kind of very sad that, again, that's something else, that, man, Hall of Fame career. The, how, uh, how crazy is it, by the way, last night? Did you hear LeBron last night? I know you're with yes. your kids. I saw it. They replayed it today. I saw the one that he did with Mike Trudell where he gave full credit to Kobe and how much he talked. Was Rachel Nichols there? I don't know she if she was, was in, in Philly. L- she, no, it was in Philly. She was yeah. in L.A. today. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was I was supposed to go to this birthday party, but I was trying to flip on. I wanted to see the moment where LeBron passed him. I didn't see the right. locker room stuff, but I saw it Ugh. late last night where basically he was saying, I played my entire career to make uh, Jordan and Kobe proud of me. Yeah. And he tells us whole story about what Kobe meant to him from a young age and everything else that went through. And it was really, really strange when you hear the interview today. Really strange. Because he's almost, it almost feels like he's talking about Kobe in past tense. Yes. Like you would have heard the same thing today. It makes 100% sense. And if you've ever been in those areas, if you're um, a media member, it's so crowded. Like LeBron wants to get the fuck out of there too. Yeah. You you get claustrophobic, but he spent a lot of time 
talking about Kobe in that moment, not at a podium, but sitting in his locker. And you're sitting there listening to the whole thing. Kobe's last tweet was to LeBron. Yep. Very, very strange the way the whole thing went up. The Lakers were on the team plane coming back from Philadelphia at the time when the news broke and we all heard what happened. Josh asked me, he said, don't they have Wi-Fi on the plane? Didn't the players know? Yeah. And they said uh, Kobe was in, uh, excuse me, the Lakers seemed like they were in complete shock. Like they just yeah. found out when they landed. But it was um, it was very strange. If you go to any of the Laker media, social media accounts, nobody's commenting. No. The Lakers have done nothing on their website, nothing so far. But um, Josh was uh, working with KFMB today, and he saw Tiger right after Tiger was on yeah. playing. That's right when they told Tiger what happened. Yeah. And then, you know, Tiger walked into a storm. He didn't realize what was happening. Unbelievable, man. And, uh, yeah, just seeing everything that went down today and, and all of it, uh, I was trying to think, oh, here's my biggest concern. Yeah. Lakers play Tuesday night. Yeah, against the Clippers. Against the Clippers. And this game is a TNT game. And I I wish TNT would give, usually on these national games, they own the exclusive rights to it. Man, I wish they would give Spectrum Sports the right to televise this yeah. game because I'm afraid they're going to fuck it up. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, why would you think that? Because they fucked up Kawhi opening night. Yeah. Kawhi's opening night as a member of the Clippers, and they may have played the Lakers too. I think they did play yeah, the they Lakers. Did. The early game was like a 15-point game or something late in the yeah. fourth quarter, and they stayed with it. And they didn't cut away, and you missed introductions, exactly and you missed right. all that shit that you wanted to see. And I watched today uh, the pregame for the Clippers game in Orlando. And it was Noah Eagle, Ian Eagle's son, who does basketball uh, radio for the Clippers, Brian Seaman, and Mike Fratello. And, man, they were great. They were really great. And Doc Rivers said, they interviewed Doc Rivers, who was crying. And Doc Rivers said, man, everybody's a Laker today. Yeah. And he was saying that he had just been with Kobe a couple of weeks ago at an event and he said it, it was really fun. He said, I've gotten to know him more in his retirement. But he said, we probably hung out for like 45 minutes. And Dave, I, I think he was talking about 2008 and 2010. Do I have those years right? Yeah. And, Where the Lakers play the Celtics? Yeah. Yeah. And he was saying, it's amazing how different our versions are of both of those series. The one he won and the one we won. But he said he just was so at peace in his life and where he was and everything going on. He just said, man, it was it was brutal. And you watch these guys and, and sharing stories. But that's what we should get on Tuesday. What you should get on Tuesday is just the ability to see all of it and not have to rely on the national feed. And I swear, man, I just I have this feeling like they better fucking cut away but I don't give a shit who the early game is. If tip off seven thirty, they should fucking cut away at seven o'clock. Yeah, and just be like, hey, this game will be on true TV, like they do for college basketball, and get it out of there because everybody wants to see it. Yes, but it's just it's so frustrating. And that game last night was an ESPN game because I wanted to go back and watch it today. I wanted to, and you couldn't see it anywhere. But yeah, that game will be. 
on TNT. I already have it set up to record. Man, I subscribe to the LA Times. I can't imagine what, I mean, the New York Times. I don't know if you saw that online tonight. Absolutely beautiful, the tribute they did. Um, I was saying the CN Tower, Madison Square Garden in purple, yeah. purple, purple and gold. gold tonight at the Madison Square Garden. I mean, that is really amazing. The CN Tower in Toronto is purple tonight. And it's just, uh, yeah, man, I just I, I just feel like so many people are impacted. That my sister's not a sports fan. Yeah, neither's mine. But they know Kobe. They know yeah. the impact of him. And um, my sister doesn't have any kids, but she loves her nephews. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I just... Now, all that stuff, Dave, I, I think I think what you're seeing a lot of people saying tonight is a rule you and I have been living by for a long, long time for the last couple of years, which is hug the people that matter yeah. the most to you and tell them they, that you love them as often as you get a chance. And thankfully, we do that. I think a lot of people in this audience do it. But, boy, there's just a void, isn't there? Yeah. Just a void in in our whole, in our hearts for that family and everything else. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly sad. You know, I was watching um, ESPN today, and they had a couple basketball games on. Jay Williams, who, you know, used yeah. to play at Duke, he comes on, and, of course, they aren't going to fire him, but he goes, look, I might get fired saw, for saying this. You saw that? No, might, when he apologized for he cussed, he and then cuss. he apologized. But first None he, of that shit matters, yeah. he said. <laughs> he goes, I might get fired for saying this, but the NBA is making a huge mistake playing basketball today. Oh, that's what he said later on. And that, yeah, and there, and of course, you're not going to get fired, guy, for saying that. But I thought for the scenario it was in, I liked how the NBA got it right on this, where they yeah. did, yes. the twenty four moment of silence, and the only yeah. thing you could see is the twenty four second clock. It ran out, crowd went nuts. Yeah. Then they tipped the ball off. The team that got the ball, 24-second violation. I was watching it in New Orleans because I wanted to see. There's so many former Lakers on yeah. the Pelicans, and it goes to Ball. Lonzo Ball has the ball, and he just holds it, 24 seconds. Then it goes back to the other side, and then they take the eight-second. Don't Isn't cross cr over. crazy? I never thought about it, right? Right. 24 and eight, and they take the violation. It, it was yeah. run really well for such short time, and, and you said about, you know, you're afraid TNT is going to fuck it up. I, I said, I put out on Twitter, I said, what they should do, they should go Jackie Robinson style in L.A. Because it's the Lakers and Clippers. Yeah. Everybody should worry they're 24 That'd on one cool. team, eight on the other team. Everyone except fucking Paul George, who said he was a Kobe fan and then fucking chose the Clippers. Well, yeah. fuck him. He doesn't get to wear either one. <laughs> okay. He now, already disappointed Kobe. Now, as we were looking for different coverage today. Yes. I was on MSNBC. I was on MSNBC. Yeah, because they were showing they were out live at the uh, at Calabasas. There was a camera crew out there relatively quick. Yeah. And the reporter said, and I was kind of looking down and looking at my phone and watching everything going on. And the reporter said something that I heard and I was like, God dang, man. I'm like, I got to pay attention because I felt like she just said something. But I was like, well, I know that couldn't happen. It's MSNBC. Until somebody tweeted it out. Yeah, I saw. And the reporter on MSNBC said, well, just a devastating day for the Los Angeles N-words. N-words. <laughs> what? It is so unbelievable. Uh, uh, Lakers? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, what's your excuse for how that slipped out? You know? God. 
God damn. I mean, oh my God. Right. I mean, yeah. Woods and Paul forgot radio equipment, okay? And Mud and Don are clueless. But Jesus, that's the that's the sombrero, right? That lady wins a sombrero. And she God. You think she just pulled over on the side of the street and just yacked right in the fuck? Yeah. Oh. She did uh she did uh Philip Seymour Hoffman in, in Boogie Nights. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm an yeah. idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a racist idiot. <laughs> I'm a racist idiot. How the fuck does that slip out? How's that in her fucking head? That's crazy. Yeah, you can find it. Uh, look, oh, I've seen it a hundred times. I'm not, and it was it was so I was watching fuck- it live. Yeah. Now I didn't every time I send it to somebody because it was sent oh, to I me. Can't. Oh, I didn't put it out on Twitter, no. but I sent it to people that were so fucking pissed like you and I were. Yeah. And I'm like, good. At least I know I'm not crazy because this is the f- craziest shit I've ever seen. Dave, it was so crazy that I didn't even rewind it to go yeah. like, I just assumed. It, it was the ma- biggest cringe you could possibly have. But I just assumed I must have been yeah. like not paying attention yeah. and heard something. And I, yeah, like I didn't even rewind to go, what? what? Yes. Yeah. I- that I, was. I sent it to to three people who I know were Laker fans and going, look at this idiot. And then they all wrote back, is that real? Like they could not fucking yeah. believe it. Yeah, no, it a hundred percent. I had it on live. I heard it. Oh my god. But I, like I said, I was looking at my phone, and she said something to the effect of, "Well, this is very impactful for the Los Angeles." Hang on, if I have it on my phone, we'll play it, right? Go Can ahead. I play it? Yeah, we're talking about it. Go ahead. You aren't saying it. I'm not saying it. So, yeah, go ahead and play it. This was on the news. This was, hang on. It'll make you cringe. I'm very popular, so you can imagine that a lot of people reach out to me today. Oh, right here. Hang on. Oh, wait, hang on. This is MSNBC. Yeah. By the way, the laughing is not Jeff. It's a person who posted it. Yeah, that was television. That hang on. Just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Jesus, I heard it live. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was somebody. Somebody has it. They recorded it. Yeah. Well, uh, you'll hear it on Stern tomorrow. I guarantee oh it. Oh my God! That, who was the person who used Mason, to work there? No. <laughs> Mason Delp was the person that put it out. And he said, oh, I know y'all didn't just drop the N-word on the day Kobe died. Uh, To which somebody replied, live footage of a news anchor being fired. (laughs) 100%. You got to dump that person. I don't care if it's Jerry Dumphy or how famous they might be. You got to dump that person. I just want to see if anybody said, I'm going to do just right here, MSNBC, Kobe Bryant. Okay, let's see here. Did it get out? Please no, I did not and would never use a racist term. Allison Moore said in a tweet after the report bubbled up. How does any... Okay, world star hip-hop, who I love. (laughs) Website's great. Yeah, they said MSNBC news anchor says the N-word when addressing it. And then on Yahoo, she denied saying it. But, yeah. Denies using the N-word. All right, well, I don't know. You heard what... Here, I'll, I'll retweet this out. Uh, from Matthew Lance. Who's he? 
I don't know. Well, he's got 1,500 people, so he'll get a little love from San Diego. I know what I thought I heard. Yeah, but goddamn. So, all right. Horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely Shoot. terrible. You know, here's here's one other quick story I'm going to share with you, and then we'll move on. Okay. Ramona Shelbourne. Yeah, okay? sure. She does a great job. Covers the Lakers, covers the, covers the NBA. She was on KNX, and she was mm-hmm. on... Uh, a couple different ESPN stations. I thought KNX, by the way, in LA did a great job today, especially when sports isn't their forte. They're basically yeah. just a news station. Uh, did an outstanding do- job. But she was saying how she was getting a chance to sit down with Kobe for four hours in a coffee shop and tell his story after he retired. Okay. And she said, you know, at one point I had to use the restroom, but I was afraid if I stand up to, to get up to use the restroom, the interview is going to be over. And so finally she asked him, why did you choose me? Did you choose me because I'm a woman? And he said, no, I chose you because you're really good at what you do and you strive to be great. And that's what I'm all about. Wow. And uh, she said they were always best friends. If you saw her today, she yeah. you could tell she was like Jerry West. She was crying all day long Yeah. to the point she said, I live in that area and I couldn't even drive to get over there. I was such a wreck. I didn't know where I was. My my, my son, as we were talking about, Josh, that was Josh's favorite guy. Mm-hmm. I leave the house. Uh, to to head over to Benito Vista High School, he's behind me. He has to go care, cover the golf tournament. Mm-hmm. I come home like three hours later. My front door is wide open. Oh, my right. wife's yeah. upstairs with the dog, yeah. and I'm like, "Why is the door open?" And so I go looking for for my wife and the dog. Going, is everything okay? And then they hadn't moved since I left. And yeah. he just goes, "Dude, I was in such a fog. I was thinking to myself, I shouldn't right. be driving right now." I yeah. go, "Dude, you didn't even remember to shut the door." Yeah. Forget about locking it. You didn't even shut the God, fucking door. Dang. And then, so she's sitting there saying, "Hey, I just, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be driving either." You know, saying yeah. she was so, so surprised by rattled. everything, rattled everything that happened. Next show we're going to get into to Mookie Betts. Today's not the day we're going to yeah. do a whole Mookie Betts. We'll thing. get out of here. We'll do the. I do have though uh, today's birthdays for you because a right. lot of them are ones I think you might be interested in. Hey, want to mention the guys that are helping this show out? I'm going to start with Dan Williams. I talked mm. to Dan today. As I said, I was coming back from L A. this morning. I was telling Dan about some of the things that that we're looking forward to doing um, uh, about our house, about money, about different things that we want to go. My wife's decided she's going to go back for a doctorate. It's going to oh, cost nice. like forty seven thousand oh, dollars to do that. it. That's, that's telfies at the club. Yeah, it is not telfies oh. at the club. Not all of us can be Mike Costa. <laughs> I'd so, probably get ill. Yes, talking to the guy. Yeah, so man of the people. I tell you, Dan was so helpful. And we, and we talked about um, just a bunch of different options and people that he knew to, that handle things. And he was setting us up and he was sitting there telling us um, about people that took advantage of the offer he gave you for the beginning of the year. Where he was going to do basically a credit report for you and he was going to get you a debt relief plan. And he said people from the show were great and contacted him and took advantage of the free offer. And he goes, you know, what can I do? There's no better price than free. And that was a service he tried to give you guys. Yeah. He's still going to take care of you. Dan is your guy. I don't yeah. understand. When I tell you this is the most important phone call you can make, 100% mean it. If you're one of those people don't know what to do with your finances, whether you have a little bit of money or you're looking a way to rearrange your money, you're in debt, Dan Williams is the guy. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Great, uh, the late great. Casey Kasem once said, I don't understand it. <laughs> is Dan on the phone? And what, exactly happened to those, what he said. and what happened to those pictures I was supposed to see? Uh, Dan's the best. And it won't be long before I feel like I'll be working weekends for Dan. 
God damn, every time I feel like I got everything you find covered. You something you want to see. Kobe, uh, yeah, uh, I'd love to see Kobe Bryant play again <laughs> like all of us would. But uh, yeah, Pearl Jam. And then everybody says, oh yeah, that'll be great. So we do that. And now I find out that this summer I'm taking my sons to SoFi Stadium in L.A. to see Luke Combs and Tim McGraw. No way. That's going to be a great show. Wait, when's that show? Uh, sometime in August, I oh, think. Oh, that's really cool. So I'm like, well, shit, okay. Yeah. I'll either be working there at Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> fucking at the carving station. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Uh, but Dan's book. Borrow smart, stop buying shit, and yeah. repay smart was the title I suggested. But Dan just went with borrow smart, repay smart is a book that should be on your shelves. And it is fantastic. And for any of us, and I have been there. Man, I'm telling you, Dave, honestly, I know what my plan is to pay off this card. I'm like physically ill because I hate being in debt. Yes. And I'm lucky enough that I will have this paid off apparently little further back, I was looking forward to having everything paid off next weekend, but it'll probably be March 1st now, but that's okay. We'll have everything <laughs> paid off, but man, I hate that feeling. And if you're the same way, Dan can help you with a financial plan to get you covered. And then guess what? When you have that extra money, I mean, I don't want to mention tax seasons coming up, or are you like me and you got two kids that need to get braces going? But you get everything settled, and then you can buy that house you want. Give Dan a call, 858-688-6813. All right. Also want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's the best in the business. He's the one you should talk to. So many people right now are telling you it's a seller's market. Some are telling you it's a buyer's market. We know the stock market's doing pretty well. What are you doing with your money? Again, Brian Curry is the guy to answer all your questions. Which way is it going? Right now, we're in the process as we're talking uh, on the way home from L.A. We're saying, hey, let's time to downsize. Let's figure out a place where we're going to live and we're going to downsize. Tiny house, you and Rita in Mount Laguna. That's what I was thinking. 111 square feet. <laughs> 111 square feet. And that is it. That is all. And sugar. <laughs> and, and sugar. So that's exactly where we're at. So, again, Brian Curry is your guy for your top real estate person in San Diego. 619-251-1588. 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight. Well, I'll tell you two guys. Uh, I'll tell you Brian Curry will help me buy my house. And I'll tell you two guys that will not be any part of the process. First name is Jack. Other name K. Dotset. As I'm driving through La Mesa the other day with them, I said, "Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've thought about so many different places, but I'm excited. I'm going to work with uh, Brian to come back here." And they go, "Well, Dad, you should go right there to that place." That uh, I think you'd like it there. And it's like this senior citizen home. Oh, Jesus. And I go, well, everybody in there is in their 70s. They're like, aren't you? I was like, hey, you know what? Fuck off. Okay? <laughs> Do you know how to walk home from here? You little pricks? Because you're going to be walking pretty soon. Lace up those pony tennis shoes your mom got you. <laughs> uh, man, I'll... All I want to do is go back to La Mesa. And there's so many great areas, whether it's in the village or down by Helix High School. There's so many cool spots that you like. And that's what's great. Maybe you know the neighborhood where you want to be, or maybe you need Brian to help you find it. But whichever boat you find yourself in, 
Man, I can't think of a better guy to get you in that dream home, and there's nothing better. I told you, my buddy last week just bought his house, first house, doesn't live in California, but yeah, was so excited. Three-bedroom townhouse. There's just an energy that comes with buying a house. Find out for yourself. Give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Once you get that house, we know what you need. You're going to need that perfect pool from Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor's your guy, the perfect pool for more than 20 years. It's been built by Alan Taylor. Look, the 3D design to walk you through the virtual tours takes the guesswork out of doing everything. You take your backyard, you turn it into a staycation. I saw Alan on Friday night where I heard yeah? the funniest fucking story I've ever heard in my life. I probably shouldn't share this on the air, but I am. Let me hear it. So I go to the the hospital on Friday night to, to see Gavin, who's up. He's out yeah. of life support. He's talking, which is a miracle. Looks great. Looks absolutely great. And, and it's Amy, it's Gavin, it's Alan and myself. And we're talking to, to Gavin and I, we're talking baseball, we're talking about, you know, the California Bears, everything that good stuff that we're having a good time with. And then Gavin turns to me and he goes, can you believe this guy gave me talking about Alan? Can yeah. you believe this guy gave me CPR butt naked? And I went, what? <laughs> I go, what are you talking about? And I'm thinking Gavin doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. And Alan just looks at me. Okay. This is what happened. <laughs> I hear a scream from Amy. So I get up out of bed. By now, you figured out I sleep naked. And I'm like, that's how you do things in Canada? That's how we do things in Canada. Well, it's warm here. He goes, I go shooting down the hallway. He's unconscious. He doesn't know I'm naked. He does now. And I, Yeah, and I'm giving him CPR. Well, guess what happens while he's giving him CPR trying to get him back to life? Here come all the firemen. Oh, no. Here come all the EMTs. Everybody comes running to the room, and there's Alan. <laughs> But naked, giving this unconscious kid CPR. That's like a uh, freaking, uh, who's the guy that made, that's like a John Waters movie. Oh, it is so fucking funny. Who's the guy who made Blue Velvet? David Lynch. Oh, my God. And he goes, he's like, I'm telling Amy, get me a fucking towel. But she's, you know, completely. How about some shorts? Yeah. <laughs> he said to me, what do you want me to do, put on shorts? I was like, I think everybody wanted to put on yeah. shorts. <laughs> And she's not about to get up a towel. She just wants her, her baby to be okay. What is Gavin saying about all this? Well, he's out cold, but he just turns to me. He's like, can you believe this fucking guy? Who told Gavin? Alan told him. I don't know why <laughs> Alan told him, which is a big mistake. Dude, it was, it was oh, so fucking funny. I've been laughing about it for three days. Oh, my God. He's it, the guy that's going to build that perfect pool. He'll wear clothes. I promise he you. He will. <laughs> Dave. Let me ask you this right now. Yes. You know, you can see the pools on DaveAndJeffShow.com. Dave, you're passed out in the street. You have a chance of two naked people giving you CPR to revive you. Do you want Vera or do you want Alan Taylor to revive you? I want Vera. I'll take Vera. I do not want Alan Taylor helping me. You want to make out with naked Vera, you sick freak? Oh, my gosh. I told you my story my first day in, in San Diego. I went to Black's Beach. Yeah. And I went to Lake Girls. When I went to Black's Beach. <laughs> what a pervert. Oh, completely. When I went to Black's <laughs> Beach, I went yeah. I went in the water, and a, a bunch of my buddies are, uh, are laying in the sand. None of us were naked because we're the pervs. Of course. I go in the water, and all of a sudden, I can't get out of the water. The water's pulling me, at, pulling me back, pulling me back. And I'm like, man, I, I'm going to make it. And then as hard as I would swim, I couldn't get out of the ocean. Oh. Uh. And I was stuck. And I felt like I was doing this for 40 minutes. And I was dying. And then the guy next to me, he was about as close as you are. Yeah. Hey, man, I know you're having a hard time. Do you want me to help you get you out of the water? And I'm like, this guy's 100% naked. Yeah. 
And in my mind, I had to make the decision. Yeah. You're Am like, I going to let a naked guy pull me out of the water in front of my friends? Because I know I'm going to have to kill him on the way home. Right? Yeah. So they never tell the story. Or am I just going to drown? And I just mm. said, no, I got it. <laughs> and I just let myself go into water, took me down the beach, and I got out. I laid on that sand for, I think, an hour trying to catch my breath. And I was like, you wouldn't believe what just happened. And they're like, you wouldn't let a naked guy pull you out of the water. I go, no, over you? no way. Yeah, no when, fucking way was I going to let a naked guy pull me out of the water. When I worked at Warehouse on Mira Mesa Boulevard, which is right by the Target. I think it's yeah. an AT&T store now. We had a guy that we worked with, black guy that we worked with, OJ. Yeah. Great dude. <laughs> Did you guys really call him OJ? That was his name. Really? He was OJ. Do you think yeah. it's still OJ? Uh, I don't know. He may have changed it. <laughs> but he looked like the dude in Ashford and Simpson. <laughs> right? Solid like a rock. Yeah. Yeah. OJ had his shit together. He was great. He was. If Kevin Slow Jam and James wasn't white, he sh- I always visualize like OJ was just the fucking man. Yeah. And he told me the funniest shit I ever heard working at that dopey store. I go, hey, man, how was your weekend? He goes, uh, it wasn't bad. <clears throat> Spent the weekend down Black Speech. I go, yeah, what do you do down there? I just hang out with some friends. We play some touch football. Oh, Jesus. And I go, what'd you just say? And like, he didn't see the humor in it. Oh, my like, gosh. That's what they did. So every time I hear Black's Beach, I'm like, look out for, <laughs> for my friend OJ. That's fantastic. My buddy Ben and I used to go to Body Shop. We drove all the way down, which is now the Rock Church. But we thought we were cool if we went in there and played pool. And go, who the fuck goes? It's like yeah. going there and ordering chicken strips. Yeah. Like, just fucking everybody knows why you're here, shithead. But, uh... Well, Dave can confirm when Alan builds the pool, he'll be fully clothed. Yes, absolutely. I also want to mention Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger is your guy to help you build a perfect website. What are you waiting for? That website needs hits. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Again, you can check out what Kyle has done for us with jakesprojects.org and also daveandjeffshow.com. Absolutely look great. A lot of good things coming Uh down the line for us and and the only way they're going to work the best way they're going to work is with kyle on our side you should have him on your side as well okay so here you go it's january 26 okay. it's a sad day today but as i wrote this out it's today's birthdays famous people how much are they worth i'm gonna play the game first all right i'm okay. just gonna play which one has the most money before oh, I we like start. this okay your choices are ellen degeneres okay wayne gretzky oh vince carter okay paul newman oh Eddie Van Halen and Anita Baker. Damn. Uh shit. I think. Hang on, it was Ellen. Ellen, Wayne Gretzky, Vince okay. Carter, Paul Newman. Oh, it's gotta be Vince Carter. It is not. Ellen? It's Ellen. Not Damn. even close. Is All Vince right. Carter second? No, he is not. Vince didn't make as much money as I thought he would have made. Some of these numbers might surprise you. We'll start with Ellen, okay. though. We're going to go at the top. We're going to go in that order. Ellen DeGeneres, since we know she makes the most money. Yeah. Right? She makes $75 million annually starting now. So it, she, don't think that about how long she's been on TV, but she makes $75 million a year. Uh, how, old, how old is she? 56? 62. No way. Okay. I'm Ellen is? You. Ellen is 62. Can that really be right? I don't know. She looks great for 62. She looks yeah. pretty good for 52. Right. Yep. Uh, how much is she worth? 
400 million. 490 million dollars. Damn, dude. That's crazy, isn't it? Look, considering the way people fucked with her. Yeah. Like good honor, man. Yep. Good for her. All right, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, I think I just saw this the other day. I think Wayne Gretzky is 58. 59. Oh, well, so you did see it the other day. Than he was. <laughs> Married to Janet Jones. Yeah. How's she holding it up? Dynamite. Good. Uh, Wayne Gretzky at age 59. Worth more than I thought. I'll say that. Yeah, because he, he's had ownership stake in teams. Okay. Uh, $200 million? Exactly right. Yeah. $200 million. Wow, awesome. Vince Carter, less than I thought. Vince Carter, 42? 43. Okay. Good job. I was good yesterday on a lot of this. Yes, you sure were. Uh, you would have been three for three. 170. One, uh, $60 million, it says. It says oh, only $60 million. I don't think he ever signed that Big Max contract. $60 million. Damn. Paul Newman, who was... Uh, yeah. How old would he have been? 98. He would have been 95. Oh. Okay. So he was 83 when he passed. Is that right? He's yeah. been gone that long. Since 2008. Huh? How much is Paul Newman worth? Oh, man, with all the... Salad dressings and shit. Yeah, lemonade, all that. $500 million? No, not even close. Where did you get $500 million? You're usually pretty good at this. $80 million. Dude, those businesses... Well, He gives all that shit to charity, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. But I thought we'd get credit for that before he gave, went over. He's like, fuck no, I'm not paying taxes yeah. on that shit. <laughs> all right, we got two more. Okay. Eddie Van Halen. Oh, this is a good one. And it'll make you feel old. Eddie Van Halen. All right. Well, these, these, that first CD came out. I mean, I feel like those CDs came out like 79 or 80, like the early ones. Yeah. Think about the album 1984 came out 36 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yep. So if he was 36 then, he's got to be... No, 72. No, uh, 66. 65. Ah, fuck. Yep. How much do you think he's worth? God damn. How much... I would have said more, just so you know. Well, he divorced Valerie Bertinelli. That's true. Uh, But I don't know how many songs he wrote. I don't know. A lot of them? 120? 100. Not a bad guess. I just thought for some reason I thought a lot more. Valerie Bertinelli, still doable? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. Next question. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, final one on here. Worth a lot more than I thought, but it's Anita Baker. Anita Baker? Because I would have guessed only had like two hit songs, but no, yeah. she had more, I guess. Anita Baker, um, 65. God dang, you guessed pretty high, which surprised me. It was $80 million. I would have never guessed. We guessed in her age or you guessed in the money. Um, I'm sorry, as I just fucked that up for you. No, okay, I, she's worth eighty million. We've ever guessed she's worth eighty million dollars. God damn, no! But she was really big for a while. Um, but I'll stay with sixty-five for her age. Okay, sixty-two. Yeah, I probably yeah. would have gone. Honestly, I probably would have gone about forty million. Jesus, I might have gone four million. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Ah, shit. All right. Yeah. Well, very sad day for everybody. I'm glad. Uh, that I know a lot of you were like, hey, man, you guys putting a podcast out tonight? Yeah. I'm glad we did. Yeah, me too. I just, uh, for everybody, it's just sad, man. But you look at that, you look at that impact around the world, really. Yeah. Everywhere. That's what they were saying. That's, I think Ramona said that. Said, yeah. uh, 
Asia, I mean, uh, India, China, and Russia. She said it's a worldwide deal. Yeah. I mean, just like I said, having really close friends in Toronto today and just saying, man, it's a really bad day in Southern California. And they they wrote back, no, it's a bad day everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's impacted by it. Um, We will be back back Wednesday night. I think Dave is the plan. So we'll see you here Wednesday night. Everybody hang in. Look out for my boy Woods, Costa, Mud, or Silo. It's all in good fun. We're just busting balls. And then, uh, yeah, make sure you tell the ones that matter in your life that they do, and we'll see you Wednesday night. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.